This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Anyway, good morning, Jenny. Hey, Clayton. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this podcast comes out well. We've got two variables here. One, this is the first recording in the new gym. Yeah. So in our new recording room. It's not specifically for recording, but it's the room we're, we're recording in. So hopefully the echo isn't too bad and it sounds good. Um, the other thing is that I forgot my headphones. They haven't moved over here yet, so I can't actually hear the recording quality. So this may just sound awful. We have no idea. We won't know until it's done. Anywho, um, so it's exciting to be here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cozy in here. It's kind of, I guess. I like it. It's good yeah. space. Good yeah. space. It's nice. Internet's being installed sometime this morning, and there's a whole lot of other stressful things happening. So we're going to talk about what CrossFit is <laughs> <laughs> and take my mind off of all of the <laughs> construction and w- inspections and moving woes and stresses. So, yeah. Um, so we talked a few, we have two episodes in the back catalog, the huge back catalog so of, of episodes, uh, talking about what is fitness, mm-hmm. two parts, because there's so much to that. Well, then I thought, let's kind of circle back around to that in a related way, talk about what is CrossFit and how that relates to fitness and anything we want to talk about when it comes to what is CrossFit? Jenny, what is CrossFit? So... I thought about what is CrossFit and how do I explain this to people? And I just jotted down a bunch of words. Mm -hmm. Constantly varied interval training with strength and conditioning as the main focus of functional movements at a high intensity. Okay. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. (laughs) uh, It's great. Those are all good words. But... If I just wanted to simplify it, it's just some really great workouts that is scalable for everybody to lead good, great functional lives. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could sum, sum it up. There, what I, um, I have a lot of thoughts. I didn't write any of them down. So we'll hop around a lot here, I'm sure. But there are no um, CrossFit police no. That are going to tell you, no, that, sorry, that is not CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Only these people are doing CrossFit. Um, sometimes I find myself falling into that trap and uh, just, no, you, you don't need to, there's, there doesn't need to be that. So, um, so yeah, I think that your general description there, I think, I think fits. And we don't have to go any farther than that. But a person could and discuss all the nuances and unpack all of those words. And I think I, I would like to do that. And then I would like to compare and contrast some of the like different iterations, different ways that CrossFit is done and yeah. how vastly mm-hmm. different those are. And yet there's, they're still CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we started with constant, constantly varied. Yeah. Say what? So, <laughs> <laughs> say who now? So I would say constantly varied is that, it's always changing. Simple as that. Yeah. Is it random? Yeah. It's random? Yeah. Oh, no. No. 
um, constantly varied. So, of course, there's a pattern. Like, we follow aspects for different, to work on different parts of the body, but we are not following specific patterns every single week Yeah, that we do this on Monday, this yeah. on Tuesday, this on Wednesday, that it's always changing. Random means that there's no rhyme or reason, no right. structure, Correct. no thought. You just kind of, whatever happened, sure, let's do that. No. Re- variance means that it's constantly changing, but you can change with intention, with planning, right? Look at you with the big words. Good job. Hey, it's I've, I've been up and awake for a few hours already, so. Rock on. I coached two classes. You did. I did, and I, nobody died. Which is also, CrossFit does not kill you. No, <laughs> okay, so we got that, the variance piece. Yes. Constantly varied. Yeah. What are some other words you used in there? Functional movements. Functional movements. Movements that we use in our day-to-day life or maybe an opportunity for us to be using in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah. I, there's That is definitely one aspect of functional movements. And often when I, I stop there and then I start thinking about so we got deadlift and a squat mm-hmm. or press, yep. but that there aren't a whole lot more other movements that really mimic things we do every day, right? I mean, what other things? I'm just saying, there's probably more to the definition of a functional oh, movement okay. than than just mimicking oh, just every day. Three. Yeah, just those those three. Because um, there's things that I would consider functional movements that, like, I don't. I don't do kettlebell, anything that looks like a kettlebell swing sure. on a regular basis yeah. or um, a box jump. Right. Right. Um, so what, uh, so um, do you remember some of the other things that would help define a functional movement? No. Oh, okay. That's fine. So multi-joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it just, it doesn't necessarily have to mimic a thing that we do every le- every day but it mimics the patterns that our body should and does move and use every every day so we don't generally move about this world using only one joint at a time Mm -hmm. (laughs) so leg extensions bicep curls those sorts of things are single joint movements and they have their benefit but they are not functional movements um, so we want to look these th- things that are moving using multiple joints. We're getting the most bang for our buck in doing that, and we're training the body in a way that actually mimics how it is moving as we occupy planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we sprinkle on there is it's capable of moving a large load a great distance quickly. Yeah. Um, and that has to do with power output and stuff. So... A great example that I like to use um, is the difference between a bicep curl where the barbell is going from. So if you're doing a barbell bicep curl, it's going from, if you're standing, it's hanging from down at your hip and you're raising it up towards your shoulder, just bending your elbow. Yep. Um, okay. You do a bicep curl, you find your one rep max. And then if you can do a hang power clean, the barbell goes from the height of your hip up to your shoulder. I can maybe do a bicep curl of, I don't, I don't have no idea. I have never tested a one rep max, but so I would have no idea. But one rep max hang power clean is going to be like north of 155 pounds for me. Mm-hmm. 
at this at this point in my life. There's no way I'm going to do a bicep curl of that much. So I'm moving the load the same distance, but I'm able to do a lot more load and doing it quickly. Sure. So um, those that's kind of a comparison of how these movements allow us to do move loads, great distances, um, do it quickly. And anyway, so those, those three things are kind of the, kind of the filters and things that we layer on to figure out these functional movements. Cause if we limited things to like, we you're saying just mimicking everyday life, we'd kind of be down to like three, right. three main things. Um, okay. What else, what else you got on your list of, of words? Mm. I had interval training with focus on strength and conditioning. Yeah. What does that mean? So doing training of different, uh, so intervals meaning different times. So a variety of times, nothing stuck. Like you have to do this many reps for this amount of time and strength and conditioning. So using different weights, to build that strength and conditioning for that more metabolic conditioning or mm-hmm. cardiovascular yeah. and overall body improvement. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes CrossFit is referred to as a general physical preparedness program yeah. instead of a strength and conditioning program. Um, and that's how CrossFit has talked about itself for for years. Um, some people call it a strength and conditioning. I don't necessarily know what the difference is and it would probably just be semantics yeah but um but the general idea is that it is all inclusive yeah that we're not just trying to get as strong as possible or just trying to increase our endurance we're trying to do all of it and this was where this kind of ties back into those what is fitness right and we talked about those 10 general physical skills and that sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, and the hopper model where mm-hmm. being able to handle whatever comes at you. If we work out in a way that we do back and buys on Monday and chest and tries on Wednesday and uh, skip legs day, and then when we're finished with those things, we go and we get on an elliptical machine for 45 minutes. We are not working on building all of those aspects of fitness. We're not challenging and changing our metabolism in all the ways that we can be. We're not preparing ourselves for the unknown and the unknowable because we know exactly what we're doing on Monday, Wednesday, and and Friday. And so um, I think that's one of the main reasons or one of you know, our main reason, a reason why on CrossFit.com and the way CrossFit got started when the workouts were being published, that they published the workout like the night before and you didn't know and um, because you didn't want people to like, I don't know, start cherry picking ahead of time and trying to figure out things. It's just like you just get what you got yep. and you did the workout. And yep. That's kind of helping you mentally on the mental side of that preparing for the unknown yeah. and the unknowable is just doing doing what's mm-hmm. what's on the board mm-hmm. and, and doing that. Okay. Anything else you had on there? The biggest one that we talk about all the time that it is for every body. Yes. Everybody, everybody. Agreed. Yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter your age, your weight your race, your gender, any of it. Yeah. Who cares? 
we don't. Mm. So come on in. Yeah. You and should do it. Everything is scalable. Yeah. I remember my very first CrossFit class. This was back in New York before I moved here. Mm-hmm. I was terrified. And I remember saying to my friend, there's no way I can do this. And she goes, you can do this. Yeah. And I took one class and I scaled. And that was it. I was hooked right away. Yeah. Because the coaches made it doable for me compared to everybody else in mm-hmm. the class being brand new member yeah. who had never done CrossFit ever before. And he made me feel like a top athlete just along everybody else, even though I was doing a little bit different of a workout. Yeah. And that's, it's hard to find that sometimes. Yeah. So the adaptability for everybody. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I think that um, there's probably other similar programs out there that don't have the the coaching or the like the ability to to scale things mm-hmm. and modify things as as much and so they're harder for everyone and anyone yeah. and anybody to go and and participate in so um yeah that's a really good definition i think uh i don't think there's anything i would add or take away from any of that i think that's that's good um, let's talk, I've talked about, I guess, some of the different ways that we see CrossFit being implemented, being performed and still CrossFit, but it's different. I'm, I'm biased toward as general GPP sort of version of CrossFit as possible, but I think that people see a lot of different things and they do a lot of different things and it's still considered CrossFit. Um, I try not to personally get like too stuck in the weeds too religious not that's not the right word i'm looking at what narrowly like defining crossfit i'm like it's you've got it's got to be pure i'm a a purist at heart about (laughs) crossfit um and uh and i like to refer to it as a gpp general physical preparedness program um and then when people call it a strength and conditioning program i'm like but is it really and like a Again, it's just semantics, it's, mm-hmm. but, um, so for example, and there's, we, this could, this rabbit hole could take us a while, but, um, there's some programming that I really, really like a coach that is really, does a really great job, gets people fitter. Um, uh, programming is, is really good. If you're testing your fitness based on the workouts that you're doing, which is how most of us we do that. Like we do a workout, we get time. It takes us 10 minutes to do the thing. Next time we do it, it takes us nine minutes and 35 seconds. Hey, we did it faster. Yeah. We're fitter. Um, we get stronger. We can see the, the numbers, the amount of weight that we're lifting going up. But what I think is missing from, and, and it's very just general. It's not biased towards strength. It's, it's very unbiased, but it, in a way it is biased toward CrossFit being the end goal sure um and where i'm like life is the end goal like yeah. being so i want to spend time in our classes having people stand on one leg mm-hmm. and try to catch a ball mm-hmm. like just for example throw, throwing med balls on on one leg you know core stability mm-hmm. um balance accuracy and some fun and laughter and and stuff um, never going to see that in 
in that other programming. It's great programming. People will get fitter, but it's not as broad and inclusive as it could be. And some of those balance things and coordination things are not as expansive as they, as they could be. So I like to think of it in that way. It was like with the founder of CrossFit and he wrote out like, uh, he has this thing that's like a hundred world-class fitness in a hundred words or less. And it starts with nutrition and then it moves into like learn the major lifts, deadlift, press, squat, clean and jerk. But then he moves into like, and then practice gymnastics things. And he talks about handstand walks and pirouettes and these things that we never do. Yeah. And I've heard some people talk about it in, in a podcast being like, yeah, I don't, I don't just go do press to handstand every day. Like, no, most of us can't, right. but that doesn't mean we don't pursue those things because it exposes us to new and different mm-hmm. ways of moving our body and constantly growing. Yeah. And even, and so, um, like I, I think that that is a major part that is missing from even some very good programming that is constantly varied and not overly, not too much. And, and whatnot. anyway, I'll have some thoughts. Those are my thoughts about, about that. I'm going to stop and let you, <laughs> if you have a response or anything. About no, that. I know. Cause I think of, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like when you pull up social media, who do you see? You see game athletes. Yeah. And then if you, like I've gone to, some coaching programs and one of the biggest things is guys we're not (laughs) we aren't coaching some of these top athletes we're coaching quote unquote 40 year old soccer moms Mm -hmm. and the when I went this is when I took a weightlifting course and when he said that I was like wow he's right on yeah so how do we coach to the level of our athletes and to help build, like you're saying, those skills that we can work on varying. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we work on balance? Why do we Why do we do box jumps and depth box? Say it for me. Depth jumps. Depth jumps. Yeah. Or depth or drops. Depth, depth drops. drops. Yeah. Like, it's not. Like some of our goals aren't just to be faster and stronger, but talking about bone density and balance mm-hmm. and being able to carry those skills over into the aging process mm-hmm. and all those aspects that, yeah, it is cool that we can get our squats heavier, deeper, cool. Mm-hmm. But also what are some of our other athletes doing that oh you your squat did get deeper great yeah. maybe it's going to be easier to get off the toilet after you get a knee replacement done yeah. like those kind of things that you're right that con- being constantly varied to see those other skill sets being crossed over yeah and I have a I think a sp- somewhat unspoken like mission for our athletes that I want them all to be, I mean, we, we say it publicly, we want them to be adventure ready, like yeah. whatever they want to do. Yeah. But I want them secretly. I want the, because of how we've prepared them mm-hmm. that the adventure is available to them and what they like, they, the limits they put on themselves on the kind of adventures they're open to mm-hmm. fall away. A hundred percent. And so I want to, 
challenge them in ways that show them on a regular basis that they can do difficult things that they never thought they could do, even if it's just getting upside down into a handstand or whatever, like, and practicing that sort of stuff. Or we had people doing practicing pistols and you're going to be sore uh, from that, but we have like, pistols. yeah. Um, but just, I, there's so much more to that side that then impacts f- like quality of life and what they can enjoy yeah. out of their life and not just the day to day, but then let's add some adventure, let's some joy, some mm-hmm. thriving mm-hmm. into our life and stop these limiting beliefs of I can't do that or I'm not the kind of person that does those sorts of activities. I can't go on a hike. I can't go backpacking. I can't learn to water ski. I can't like, yeah. yes, you can. Yeah. Then let's show you that you have the strength and the, like the fitness to do that. But then the curiosity to, to try those things and the willingness to, to do them. So Cause you do see a little bit of a, like you're saying, okay, we work on handstand pushups. And the comment is, I'm never going to be able to do this. Okay, you might not ever be, but you are also trying something new and getting upside down. exactly. And you just did a really hard thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might be off of a 12-inch box, 16, 20, whatever it is. But you just got upside down, Mm -hmm. and you didn't think you could. So, yeah. All of that stuff is huge, and I don't think it gets celebrated enough because... Those are the sorts of things that most people in our society never do. Yeah. They, they just it's, don't do them. And I try to erase, erase the word just. But I just yeah. did, or I only did, just yeah. and only. And I'm like, mm-mm, no, yeah. no. That's got to go yeah. to the wayside. Yeah. So that's, I guess, my, kind of my view of, of CrossFit and kind of uh, how we approach it. Um and I talked mentioned about that so other other programming that kind of just kind of comparing and contrasting. But what are some other things that we see that are CrossFit but are different? So we see the um, I mean there's there's programming everywhere. You can buy workouts. Um, you can follow see what other people are doing. And what we see a lot of is a bias toward weightlifting. Um, down to the letter of the law, like constant variance. If you have a bias towards something, then maybe your variance isn't as much as it could be, but it's still generally pretty varied. But a lot of people like to vary their workouts toward toward strength, toward the barbell. Yeah, uh, they they bias things that way. Very rarely do I see someone who's biased their workouts toward gymnastics work mm-hmm. or endurance work. Mm-hmm. Sprinting. <laughs> don't don't see that very much. The other thing that I that we do see sometimes is we like to respect the heavy day. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? So when it's a heavy day, that's what we're working on. Mm-hmm. That is our goal for the day: is to lift heavy. We're not doing two things mm-hmm. in a class. And sometimes we see that some programming is you might do. Uh, Metcon, so metabolic conditioning first and then trying to lift heavy or vice versa. So you're doing two things in a class. We tend to respect the heavy day that that is all that we're working on is lifting heavy. And I think that's something we see a Mm -hmm. lot sometimes. And I think there's something about slowing down 
and focusing mm-hmm. on being able to work on one movement mm-hmm. and lift heavy mm-hmm. and um, really seeing what your baby, baby, your mm. body is capable to do on one movement for that heavy day. Yeah, if you were to go as heavy as you possibly could, there's uh, people in, in here to do internet, I think. Um, hopefully the microphones aren't picking it up. Uh, it's not as quiet in here as I thought it was going to be. Windows are thin. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Respecting the heavy day. Respecting the, thank you, Jenny. So if you are able to go as heavy as you possibly can, so you're mm-hmm. doing five sets of five of back squat, yeah. if you are truly pushing maximal effort on each one of those sets, yeah, you shouldn't have any energy left to do anything. Yep. Um, so we, we can't do both really, really well, as you, you were just saying. Um, and it only takes like one heavy day a week to actually like see change. Yeah. Uh, now that now the uh, internet installer guy is crawling <laughs> around on the roof of the ceiling of above the ceiling in which the room we're recording. So um, now there's all kinds of crazy noises coming from it's above great. us. It's this, great. This is awesome. And I can't hear whether that's being picked up by the microphones this or not. This is awesome. Um, so if you were, if you do it all every day, you have a heavy piece and a metabolic conditioning piece. Think about the accumulation of heavy load you're yeah. going to get throughout the week. Yeah. That's a lot of wear and tear on your body. Uh-huh. And you're never going to, yes, you will get stronger. No doubt about it. But at what cost in the wear and tear on your body? Whereas if you do it the way, approach it the way, the way we do, you're still going to get stronger, yeah. but you only have that huge central nervous system. Like, attack punch whatever once a week and you're going to be able to like recover better and be able to put more effort into your other training your other workouts so we have a newer member Mm -hmm. who isn't used to that concept Mm -hmm. and i was coaching him through front squats Mm -hmm. five by five front squats and we were talking about respecting the heavy day and and he's like what does that mean and i was like when you go up to set three four and five of this five by five you should be pausing and you should be looking at that bar and going, holy crap, this is heavy. And he's like, I don't know if I've ever gotten there before. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the workout, he was like, this is a whole new, like different concept. He goes, I was scared. And I was like, that means you are respecting the barbell and you are going to work really hard. And he's like, I don't think I've looked at it that way Mm -hmm. to look at a barbell and be like, wow, this is heavy and I'm going to work really, really hard. And he felt amazing afterwards because we slowed it down, slowed it down as in we're going to respect this movement today and work really hard on all the aspects, get warmed up really well, get that central nervous system going. And his lifts were like, he was scared on lifts four and five to get out of the bottom, but he knew he could do it. He had the confidence because we had built up to it. Yeah. But he said a light bulb like kind of switched that mm-hmm. now I know what you mean by I should be scared. Mm-hmm. And when I mean scared, like I'm respecting how much weight yeah. is on this bar and I'm going to work really hard. And it was really cool to watch him then come back the next day and then hit it hard on the 
on, I don't know what it was. It was like a 20 minute AMRAP. Yeah. Or it was actually a monostructural day. Mm. And he was like, now I know why we do these. And I was like, there you go. Like Mm -hmm. there's the concept of not having these in the same day. Yeah. Yeah, if so. you t- I think that was probably the the four by five hundred meter yeah. rows. Yeah, yeah. If you went all out on four five hundred meter rows and tried to do yeah. heavy five by five front, front squats, squats in the same day, like you would not get the stimulus out of those workouts that you would su- no. you were supposed to get. Right. It's just not not possible. Um, so, yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far down a rabbit hole, but there is something just when when you're new and say just for those example, those two workouts, maybe your rowing technique isn't where it could will be. Mm-hmm. Your and your power, like your capacity for power output on the rower isn't where it will be. You can maybe row four or five hundred meter efforts and not feel the same amount of vomit inducing pain that someone that's really good at rowing is mm-hmm. going to, to going to feel same thing on the five by five front squats front squats are super challenging you maybe have mobility concerns maybe you have an immature squat that you're not able to really load up heavy because you're still learning how to squat so those days become yes the intent is like all out effort on the rower and all out effort on those squats and maybe you come in and you, because where your fitness is at, you don't, you can't push yourself to that all out effort yet. It's still benefit. Just view it as a practice day and you're working towards, towards that. And as your right. fitness improves, you will be able to really push yourself to feel what a heavy day is supposed to feel like. Sure. Cause that, that takes a little while to get there. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think we see a lot of like, um, CrossFit games athletes that do multiple workouts a day, yeah. not just in one session, but they're in the gym all the time. Um, and I think it's interesting that we look at, here's people that are doing this for a, a at least a competitively trying to make money doing it as a competitive sport. They're professional athlete in almost all sports, we don't look at Olympic athletes and be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go out in my backyard and start like training for the hundred meter sprint or the whatever this, like we don't view that as totally attainable, but people tend to look at these CrossFit games athletes and say, oh, if I just do what they do, I will be able to, and no, it doesn't work that way. I mean, the people that are at that level are genetically different. Right. <laughs> I mean, they are in the top 0.1% of 0.01. That's where I wanted the decimal to be. Anyway, of, mm-hmm. of the population, like they're genetically gifted. They work really, really hard, but they have the genetics to be able to support being able to work really, really hard. Right. A lot of them, if you ask them if what they're doing is good for their health, they would say no. Mm-hmm. They're putting their body through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to squeak out the last little bit of human performance, but it is not good for them in the long term and their overall health. And yet, average everyday people want to be doing the the thing. They want to, I guess, got to follow what this person's doing and do exactly like that. And I, there was a saying that I can't remember. It was a power lifter. It was maybe, uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, but everyone was like, he was saying that everyone wants to know what I'm doing right now and they want to copy what I'm doing right now. But nobody asked me what I was doing 10 years ago. 
to get to where I am now. And what I was doing 10 years ago that was laying the foundation for where I am now is not what I'm doing today. 10 years ago, I shouldn't have been doing what I am today. And people don't necessarily have that that mindset. They don't have a (laughs) 10-year mindset. They have a 90-day mindset. And um, I think that we see a lot of that... um, and it's not the fault of the games athletes or whatever. They're just doing what they need to do for their thing. But people 100%. are trying to mimic that. And in a sense, yes, they're doing constantly varied functional movements performed at a high intensity. But they're also, I think there's an aspect of CrossFit that it is a very minimal kind of training. Like you can, I mean, our workout today was five minutes long. We did a full struck, like a long warm up. We did some skill work and stuff, but like the workout was five minutes long it delivers results in five minutes. It's very minimal. You don't have to spend two hours a day in the gym and, um, and you will, you will not necessarily see faster progress if you do, because you'll probably have more injuries. And Mm -hmm. anyway, so I think there's implementations of CrossFit that kind of miss some of the point. And, um, and yeah, anyway, any thoughts on, on that? No, 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 I like that. Anything else? Here's something. Okay. So we are uh, we are trying to decide what we were going to talk about. Jenny asked me what uh, what really gr- what's growing in my gears, and uh, what what my soapbox is. Um, so we see this a lot in. Well, we used to see it more so than we do now, but in competitions, and what we'd see people trying to come up with the most crazy unknown and unknowable sort of events or and some people will try to do like the weirdest things like they're they're doing clean and jerks while standing on a balance board and like I, I don't know they've got they're lifting all kinds of weird objects up over their head while riding a airdyne bike like it just really unsafe things and there's everything that they end up anyway. That's not just no. The unknown and the unknowable doesn't mean that we do dumb things <laughs> that are potentially going to injure ourselves. Where was this? I saw. It seems like there was some some competition. This was years ago, where someone had some sort of a head harness on, yes. and they were standing on boxes with their yes. partner underneath them. And they were lifting their partner with their like doing a good morning with their partner attached to their neck via some sort of a strap. It just no. Before you even start, no. Do you know what I call this in my other medical job? No. Job security. Ah. When I hear things like that, that's job security for me. Yeah. But I'm over here like oh man, that's just I don't know. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. People like get, I mean, they see some of that stuff on the internet and they get this idea that you're coming into CrossFit and we're going to have you do all kinds of weird, unsafe things. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about box jumps and someone blowing out their Achilles and stuff. And all. Yes. Y- it, people have blown out Achilles. Mm-hmm. People have also blown out their Achilles running. People have also blown out their Achilles stepping off of a curb. Yeah. All of the, with probably equal amount of frequency. It's, just it happens and uh nothing that we're going to ask you to do at least in our gym i can't speak for all gyms but as these are 
beneficial. There's a reason we're doing them. It's not just to be novel and have weird, do weird stuff. There's a, a rhyme and a reason and a purpose behind what we're doing. And you know what? And when people do, like, that's also where coaching comes into yeah. play too. Like, I say this sometimes in classes because I get the looks. Like box jumps. Mm-hmm. Why do I give you the Why do I tell you get both feet up on the box and not hit your foot on the edge? It's not because I'm trying to be very particular and anal by the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is what part of coaching is, is I don't want you to blow your Achilles out yeah. by catching your foot. So I think that also comes into like not every place just lets you go hog wild on your own. Like, yeah. There's also coaching that comes into play yeah. as well. So, and your mileage may vary depending on the gym. Yeah. Right? But, um, anyway, I think we've kind of covered what CrossFit is. I think we've talked about a lot about what it is and yeah, different kind of ways of implementing it. Um, and that's totally okay that people like I. That's not how I want to do it. Like I talked about how we do it here, and that's yeah. and I kind of set the direction for for that. Um, so. That's what we do here, but other places do it differently and they have a more bias towards strength and they do like the two workouts a day and I, not our thing, not, I don't think personally that's the best way forward for most people, but they're still doing yeah. CrossFit and it's yeah. still, that's totally fine. And I think that's some of the beauty of it is having that freedom and figuring out what is, what is the most effective way to help people and both in actually improving their fitness, but keeping them fit and healthy over the long term. And then hopefully we aren't super dogmatic. There's the word I was looking for earlier about, uh, about our, our methods, our implementation of things and that we're open to seeing, Oh, you know what? We're having way too many injuries in doing this or people aren't getting any fitter. What do we need to, and you should change something. And um, so we're constantly helping our people. That's, that's what we want to do. Okay. I should get back to dealing with the rest of the shenanigans that are going on in life right now. Mm, Shenanigans. Shenanigans. All right. Thanks, Jenny. Bye. Bye.